people trying to find comfort or solace in some way somehow but uh, in all that out of all the ashes like the bible says you know he makes beauty out of ashes you know the community is pulling together in Lahaina where everybody is just being supportive and not only in Lahaina we have people from all over the world actually you know spreading aloha and helping our island recover and you know get back on our feet Welcome to the Influencers Podcast. I'm Scott Young. Our co-host Dave Donaldson is out on assignment. Very busy times. But this podcast is so important uh, that we tune in, that we open our hearts, not just our ears, but we open our hearts. It was earlier this month that I received a text from a friend of mine in Hawaii who just sent pictures of what was happening in Lahaina. Uh, and the words of the text were, pray for us. And today we're going to be talking with a pastor who pastors in that community, who's experienced some personal devastation. This has been one of the most severe wildfires in modern U.S. history. The loss of property has been monumental, but the loss of life has been even hard to comprehend. And we're going to talk with uh, two people today in our podcast, uh, one who is a local pastor and then our City Serve representative who is there in Maui today serving. We're going to talk to Pastor Cowie and we're going to talk to Todd Lampierre in a few moments. And uh, let's just start with Pastor Cowie. We want to welcome you. Pastor, we want to thank you uh, for taking time out of your busy schedule with all that's going on in Maui today. Uh, but thank you for joining us on the Influencers Podcast. And can you just tell us how you became a pastor, how you came to the Maui community of Lahaina, and give us just a little bit about your story, Pastor. All right, good morning, Scott. Thank you for having me. When I was young, um, I was raised in a Pentecostal church, and it was prophesied over me that I was going to be a pastor, uh, which really didn't make sense to an eight-year-old. But, you know, uh, here I am today, pastoring a beautiful church out there in Lahaina. But I was born and raised, I lived my whole life, I lived on Maui and no other place. Uh, so you pastor a church in Lahaina. It's called King's Chapel. And uh, tell us how long you've been pastoring there and a little bit about your congregation. Um, I recently moved to Lahaina six years ago, maybe five, five to six, I'd say. Mm -hmm. I've been pastoring that church for three years now. Okay. I moved three years on August 1st years of pastoring our Lahaina chapter and you know our congregation we have a beautiful congregation mixed congregation mixed races it's one thing about things a multicultural church a strong community church um, just a loving church and you know very community-minded church so uh, you know it's been uh Sunday not congregating and uh, tonight would have been our midweek service with we're not able to meet, but uh, the awesome thing is I still get to call my people, check in on them once in a while, see how they're doing, see if they need anything and stuff like that. So we're a very personal church. Yeah. Now tell us what happened to your church building, the home that you lived in as the fires came through. What was the effect of the fires on uh, on your church? Uh, yeah, well, the church burned down. I mean... The winds were high, uh, a fire that was put out uh, ignited again, and then uh, the wind just blew in all directions, and uh, it just 
took the whole church down, the church's ashes. We got to see it two days ago. Uh, it's just literally ashes. Uh, my home got destroyed as well. That was totally ashes as well. But uh, yeah, it's, and it's not only my home. I mean, when we drove through Lahaina, it's just a heartbreaking scene. I mean, the pictures you see on the news and, and social media doesn't do any justice. I mean, when you see it, it's, it's just horrific and unbelievable. Yeah. How did you feel when you stood beside where your home used to be, when you stood beside where your church building used to be? What were the feelings? What were you thinking about when you were standing there looking at your community? Yeah, when I was just standing outside, you know, I just, you know, I just envisioned how our house looked, you know, the things we did as a family in the house, you know, we, we prayed, we played, you know, we did a lot of things, you know, seeing the kids playing on their hoverboards. And we just recently poured the concrete driveway maybe two weeks ago maybe a week before the fire and uh yeah and the kids were so happy because they got to ride their bikes on concrete and not dirt their hoverboards and you know just seeing the kids in the community come over and just and just play and just you know now and you look it's just ashes our whole neighborhood and you know we just found out a day ago that one of our neighbors died in the fire real mm -hmm. sweet man him and his golden retriever um, real close friends to us to my kids and yeah it's just a lot of emotion yeah yeah so in your family uh, that lived in your home who who's in your family well uh my wife and my two children shalom and shem shalom mm -hmm. is nine years old and my son shem like noah's son is seven years old and when did you become aware that you were in danger? When did you become aware that that the fire was in your community? Well, we heard about the fire earlier, as I mentioned, um, that they put out. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we didn't know it started up again. So we were just told to stay indoors. And that's what we were doing because the winds were like real high, like 70, 80. You know, felt like it was just crushing the house. So we stayed in there and just we thought, okay, we're just going to stay in be safe you know have fun with each other and that's what we were doing mm -hmm. and then our neighbor came running up my stairs and he literally pounded on my door and i opened the door his name is jj and uh he said hey neighbor we we gotta get out of here the fire is coming man so i stepped out my door and i looked to my right and it's like this tornado is like fire twisting coming our way real quick mm -hmm. so i mean we just went in the house, grabbed what we could, which was just minimal clothes for the kids, grabbed our dog, threw, threw her in the car, and uh, we just jumped in with traffic fleeing from mm -hmm. our neighborhood. Yeah. So, so was the traffic all congested? Was there a sense of panic? Was there, yeah. 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 So it literally was like fight or flight, like for many. So by my house, there's uh, one intersection that we had to drive to. And, uh, you know, there was no law enforcement there. And I, you know, I mean, I can understand the situation, but mm. the lights were out and the cell service was out. So we didn't mm. have any cell phones. And, um, you know, everybody was just trying to save themselves. So you literally had to force yourself into the intersection so you could get out of Lahaina. And then we came to the next intersection. That's where um, the historic church, Mary Lanakila is, the Catholic church. Mm -hmm. That's another intersection, no law enforcement there. So you have all four directions, people going down, people going up, people going left, people going right. It's mm -hmm. just total chaos. 
So I drove down past that. So I just charged right through, went to the last intersection, and that's on Front Street. Mm-hmm. And Front Street, the only options you have is either left or right. So in my mind, I was thinking, right, okay, I just got to get my family out of here. So mm-hmm. my wife said, no, you go left. I go, no, we have to go right. We should go into Lahaina. She said, no, you mm-hmm. go left. And it's funny, my wife said, you know, in that moment, I prayed, Lord, please direct my husband's step. Wow. wow. Please speak to him. And I ended up turning left, wow. going out of Lahaina. And the truck that was behind me turned right. And when I took that left, I looked behind me, that truck was swallowed by black smoke. In wow. Incompetent. You couldn't see anything. That's how fast the fire traveled from my house down to Front Street. I would say in a span of 10 minutes, Front Street was on fire. And, you know, on the top of the roofs in the smoke, like I'd say as tall as that building is, you could see the flames already going. The building was on fire. Stuff were falling on the ground. And, you know, I just praise God today that, you know, sometimes I can be hard-headed with my wife and not listen. But I know God was with me. God made me listen to my wife. And I turned back and we got out safely. The sad part is, you know, a lot of people didn't. Right. Yeah. So uh, I've been to Lahaina and it's only one road to come out of that community. How long did it take you to get out of the community and get to just a place of safety with your young children? I'd, I'd say approximately 45 minutes, I'd say. Okay. Yeah. So we hit Front Street from there. We went back onto the highway and we got and uh, now that you've been back to the community um, how are people feeling uh, basically on the island of Maui Uh, what's the feeling of the island with the people that are there Uh, uh, people are shocked people are hurting people are frustrated there's you know, so many finger pointing of what could have been done, what should have mm-hmm. been done, and all of those things. So it's just, yeah. you know, people trying to find comfort or solace in some way, somehow. But, but uh, in all that, you know, out of out of all the ashes, like the Bible says, you know, He makes beauty out of ashes. Mm-hmm. You know, the community is pulling together in Lahaina, where everybody is just being supportive. And not only in Lahaina, we have people from all over the world, actually you know, spreading aloha and helping our island recover and, mm-hmm. you know, get back on our feet. And um, we just feel like this unity, this love, and, you know, it, it allows us as a church now to really go out and minister to the broken, you know, and pray for people and let them know that, hey, we're here for the long run just because our church burned down doesn't mean, you know, it's history. No, we're going to be here. We're going to walk you guys through it. We're going to help you guys in any way we can. Yeah. So, um it really brought unity, I'd say, in Lahaina, yeah. as well as throughout, yeah. And you're down at King's Cathedral now, the, the sort of like the mother church of your family yes. of churches. Yeah. What kind of things is the local church doing to help uh, the island and to help the people? All right, yeah, so what happened was our senior global pastor, Dr. Morocco, and uh, his son, our senior pastor, Josh Morocco, uh, actually opened the church doors to the community where the community can come, you know, we opened up as as a shelter and then, you know, we just got a flood of uh, donations coming in to where now we were allowed to, uh, I mean, in days. So Tuesday they came, Tuesday night, 
Wednesday, we started feeding them because of the donations that were coming in. So we provided three meals a day, bed. We provided showers, hygiene, you know, uh, spiritual, you know, counsel, you know, just serving people. You know, it's just been amazing, you know, and even tourists that were displaced even came or couldn't go home, came here and, you know, they were just blessed by the generosity of this church, the love of God that was being displayed. You know, it's one thing to speak the love of God, but it's a whole nother thing when you see it expressed through love and good works. I heard somebody talk about the tragedy and say when uh, when tragedy hits and when devastation hits, we look for people who are helpers. And um, I want to yeah. thank you for what you're doing to be a helper, to spread yeah. the love of God, the spirit of aloha in the island. Yeah. And uh, we also have with us uh, Todd Lampierre, who is the vice president of government relations with CitySir, which is a organization we're part of that spreads um, God's love and compassion. And Todd, we're glad that you are with us. Um, thanks for you for getting to the island. I think you got there. How soon after the fires did you arrive in Maui, Todd? Uh, I got there Saturday morning. Uh, it's just a couple of days. Uh, after the fire started. And have you been up to Lahaina? Have you seen uh, the what uh, Pastor was just telling us about? Uh, yes, uh, uh, Pastor uh, Cowie and uh, uh, myself and a, a few others uh, went in and uh, uh, were able to uh, uh, to see and to, to minister and to, uh, to work there. And, and been actually into Lahaina every day this week, just uh, got back from there uh, a few moments ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, but let me tell you something about Pastor Cowie. Mm. Um, here's a guy who uh, lost his home. Here's a guy who lost his church. And here's a guy who has the love of Jesus that just exudes over every part of his body. I've seen this pastor give resources out to people who lost everything. And he's lost everything. Yeah. And he's loving on them. He's praying with people. I've seen him in action. And I got to tell you, there's nothing. There's nothing more humbling yeah. than to see the love of Jesus Christ displayed the way that Pastor Cowie, uh, Pastor Morocco, uh, Pastor uh, Josh and Pastor Shannon, th this whole church, is, it's uh, it makes you proud to be part of the family of God. Oh. And, you know, to see people who uh, who could be complaining, who could be pointing fingers, but what they're doing is just pointing people to Jesus. It's really it's really a sight to see. Wow. It makes Jesus happy. Wow. And uh, Jesus said that we should be uh, light in dark places. And uh, the, the community has been traumatized. It's a dark place. And so yeah. uh, people of light like CityServe, and uh, Todd, we're glad that you're there. Uh, tell me, when you walked the streets of uh, Lahaina, when you saw where the church used to be, and you saw the the, the devastation of the wildfires, what were what were your feelings, uh, and what were you thinking when you saw that community? You know, when you walk into what they call the burn zone, um, uh, it's beyond description. Uh, apocalyptic is probably the best word uh, that mm -hmm. I can come up with. Uh, it looks like a war zone, um, you know, just car after car after car, home after home, uh, just destroyed, just 
Um, it, again, uh, war zone, apocalyptic, takes your breath away. Um, uh, you see the power uh, of in destruction uh, that fire can bring. Mm. Um, you know, and it just it happened so fast. Uh, you know, read one report here that uh, it, uh, the fire was traveling uh, a mile a minute. Wow! And there's just uh, you know, the amount of life that was saved, the amount of uh, damage that that did happen, it's um, it's really a, a a miracle that people like Pastor Cowie and and his family got out. I, I'm so glad that he listened to his wife, that she was in touch with the Holy Spirit in that moment, and yes. that he uh, received that, and that he turned left because the truck that turned right was uh, immediately engulfed in flames. We're very, very thrilled about that. And uh, uh, people that may want to connect with the organization that Todd is talking about, CityServe, can go to cityserve.us and you'll connect with the relief efforts that Todd and Pastor Cowie are a part of, and we're very much appreciative of that. But Todd, could you tell us a little bit of what CityServe is doing on the ground both now and maybe some of the plans towards the future to continue to share the love of God? Yes. Yeah, so we uh, immediately uh, dispatched uh, in uh, in coordination with our friends at No Child Hungry, uh, 250,000 prepackaged wow. meals that are on their way right now. Wow. Uh, uh, along with uh, what we call blessing buckets, uh, where you have hygiene uh, uh, um, uh, equipment in there and products and you have your cleaning supplies and, and, uh, uh, those will be coming here shortly. Um, uh, that's all, you know, in, in disaster relief, you have your immediate phase mm -hmm. and, and King's Cathedral has just been phenomenal in this immediate phase. Like Pastor Cowie said, with the housing and the feeding along with our friends at Mercy Chefs, uh, but then you come into the uh, intermediate phase, mm -hmm. and that's really what we're rolling into now. Uh, they were housing up to 400 uh, people at a time uh, every night here in the sanctuary. Those people have been moved into uh, hotels, okay. and uh, and then uh, really this is about a long-term effort. And this is where, um, uh, you know, the keys of the kingdom as they say, the keys of the kingdom is relationships. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that uh, CityServe is going to be able to do is uh, is to help them in the long-term uh, recovery. You know, what's really uh, amazing to see when you go into the burn zone is you'll, you'll see a, a whole block burned out, but then there'll be two, three, four houses that weren't touched or they were singed. Mm. Um, and it's just, uh, you know, to love on those people to uh, to help them, uh, you know, to rebuild. And so CityServe uh, will uh, will be part of that and uh, rebuilding process. Um, the counseling, the trauma care uh, is another area that is just going to be so needed and we'll be assisting in that as well. Um, but really CityServe exists really just to lift up the arms of the local church. And this local church uh, has some pretty big arms. Uh, their reach is incredible uh their outreach is um uh indescribable and their impact is eternal and so we're grateful for city serve to partner with this local ministry yeah and we are very um thrilled for uh even pastor cowie's redemptive story 
how this church has helped him in his journey. And what a beautiful uh, testimony just to hear you talk about how in the midst of tragedy, love is flowing through him and, um, and love is throwing through, flowing through city serve. And I just want people to know that, uh, in the show notes, if you want to connect a little bit more to this story, there will be, um, just a description of what Todd just said, a quarter of a million meals and what that entails. And then the blessing buckets. And you'll be able to connect with that in the show notes. Also, if you want to see an, an interview that Pastor Cowie has done with ABC, we'll put a link to that uh, interview as um, he was processing the very things that we've been talking about. Uh, you'll find out how to connect with cityserve.us and what CityServe is doing in Hawaii, specifically at this time. And also you'll see a link to Pastor Cowie's church. And you'll see, you'll see a picture of the church when it was standing. And you'll see happy faces of his congregation. And um, we believe in redemption. This is a uh, apocalyptic, as Todd said, situation. But God is able to come into bad circumstances and turn things for good. Like that's one of the greatest life lessons to learn as an influencer, that God means things and can come into the worst of circumstances and turn things for good. So we're praying. We're praying for redemption. We're praying for all of the boots on the ground, all of the agencies that are helping. We're praying for our friends at CityServe, of course. And um, I wonder if we could turn to you, Pastor. You are uh, from the island. You know those people. And could you just lead our family of influencers on this podcast? Could you lead us in prayer? And could we just ask for God's grace to be multiplied for lives to be transformed for eternity during this season. And uh, just pray God's blessing with all of us. Can you do that, Pastor? Yes, can do. Heavenly Father, we just come before you, God. And we just thank you that you are the God of peace. You are the God of all comfort, Father God. And even in the midst of this tragedy of loss, frustration, and disappointment, God. Father, we see you moving, Lord, in and through Mm. our lives, Father God. Lord, that we can be your mouthpiece, God. We can be your feet, yeah. your hands, Father God, your extension, God, to all the lost and the broken, oh God. And Father, we know in and of ourselves, we cannot do this, God. And we just thank you, oh God, that we get to partner with you, oh God, mm. to just bring healing, Lord, to this community, God, to just let them know that there is a God in heaven, God, that loves God, that there is a God in heaven that can restore and make beauty out of ashes, God. So Father, I just pray, for the spirit of peace, God, just to come mm-hmm. upon each and every person, oh God. Yeah. Father, that we would not uh, stay stuck in the loss of what we experience, God, but Lord, that we would look forward, God, to the rebuilding, Lord, the building project, Father God, that we mm-hmm. get to rebuild a better, a better, a stronger uh, community-based Lahaina, Lord, like never before, mm-hmm. God. And Lord, we know, Father, that your grace, God, is needed in this, God. And I thank you. Your word reminds us, God, that in our weakness, your grace is sufficient god so father we look to you holy spirit have your way in us god as always we pray break our hearts for what breaks yours god and father we just thank you god for this season god that you will be glorified and many will come to the saving knowledge of your son jesus christ in jesus name amen 
Hey, man, what a what a beautiful, yeah. powerful uh, prayer. And uh, I hope you heard the pastor as he prayed that we get the opportunity in our lives to partner with God. And uh, this is all about influence. We encourage all of our family on the Influencers Podcast to listen to these inspirational stories. And Pastor Cowie and Todd Lempierre today have inspired us to move into places that are hurting, to move towards people that are hurting, and bring the goodness of God. That brings hope to the hopeless, light to the darkness, and that's what this podcast is all about. I also just want to encourage you, of course, we want to pray for Hawaii, but we want to do something. We want to have faith, but we want to put some action behind our faith. In our church that I pastor, we have received funds already to send and to help And I encourage you to connect with cityserve.us to be aware of what's going on, to look up Pastor Cowie's church and see what's going on there, and just pray that the Holy Spirit will lead you. You can make a difference. That's why we're here, to be an influencer. Thanks for being a part of today's podcast. Thank you very much, Pastor Cowie and Todd Lampierre, for bringing us this on-the-ground report from Maui, and our prayers are with you all. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Influencers Podcast on the Charisma Podcast Network. If you enjoy our content, we would love for you to subscribe and have the opportunity to tune in to future podcasts. You can follow us on all social media platforms at the Influencers Podcast Official. You can stay up to date, hear more inspiring content, and unlock your full potential as an influencer. Remember to use your influence to create lasting change that draws the world closer to Jesus.